Call with Dads, your podcast for unscripted conversations and honest opinions about what matter to dads. Join the call in this journey called fatherhood. Now here are your hosts to get things started. E.A. Maynard, the man of many words and some of them could make sense. Hi, I'm E.A. Maynard. Along with Mr. Pancakes, who is working to bring back family traditions starting with breakfast. This is Mr. Pancake, and this is Call with Dads. Let's just dive into this. Yeah, we're cool. we're going to discuss basically supporting your wife, how your wife supports you, things like that, so that we can get a feel and hopefully other dads can get an idea of what they can do to help improve their routes of doing it. I mean, right. so let's start off with you. What do you find? Well, I guess the better question is, is, is there anything you consciously do to help your wife or make her life a little bit easier that you find makes your life easier in a way? Um, so I would say as a man, um, it's obviously it's your job to be, you know, be a leader and be a man, um, and support the wife and all that in those types of situations, you know? Uh, so to me, women, women are emotional creatures. Um, Mm -hmm. they're not logical. (laughs) <laughs> They're completely irrational in every aspect of the word. Um, they don't know how to, for the most part, like men, keep their composure on a lot of situations. Um, so one of the things that I do is um, I find her emotional support or her emotions and her mindset is much better when I am clear headed and my emotions are good. Um, one of the one of the ways that I go out of my way to support her is keeping my composure. Um, obviously, you got to find ways to cut down on stress uh, for yourself. So you're going to intake stress that you're not going to change that. That's life. Such is life. Right. Um, right. But one of the best ways to cut down on your stress is to ex- expel your stress. Um, I mean, who who knows what you do to do it? Uh, whatever you do. Good for you. Uh, but that's what you need to do, you know, expel that stress, you know, uh, mow, uh, work out, whatever, read, right. uh, all kinds of things. Those, those are good thing, good ways to help control yours as well as, uh, I mean, I, um, I would say, I know, I know a lot of men aren't really so much into therapy. Um, and a lot of times they don't really need therapy. I mean, if therapy is something that you think might help, maybe it's good for you to go talk to somebody. Um, and maybe it's not to learn how to, you know, solve all your problems like a, you know, like a little girl or nothing, you know, uh, maybe I'm sounding grumpy or mean or whatever, <laughs> you know, go, go to therapy like a little girl or whatever, but, you know, maybe going to therapy to learn how to manage your own emotions for her. One, one of the things that for me was bad is, um, you know, through, uh, my military service, other things. I kind of adopted this fight or flight type of scenario. So almost anytime someone would yell or raise their voice at me, I would immediately yell, defend myself and raise my voice back. Um, And that, that was something on my own that I had to stop and recognize for me and my wife. um, Cause I would realize, um, you know, I'm not going to change my wife. It's up to her to change herself. So when she flips out and freaks out, you know, I have to accept that, you know, uh, I, and I, I know a lot of women or people don't like Andrew Tate, but I, I watch him, you know, he's smart with a lot of stuff. 
And one of the things he said, he said, you know, women are emotional, irrational creatures. It's up to you to be a man, you know, suck it up, control mm -hmm. your emotions and support her. If she's irrational or illogical, there's a reason. There's a reason behind it. So it's up to you to listen, pay attention and not be irrational. Try to think, calm down and figure out where the issue is so you can either a solve it or b if it's an unsolvable situation such as uh like say your your child slipped and broke their leg and you're in a hospital and your wife being irrational and freaking out and taking out her anger on you it's up to you to be a man and not yell back it's up to you to calm down and be there to support her so that's one of the main things for me was emotional support it's a very difficult thing to do, but it, it is definitely something that controls the relationship much better. So let me ask you this, because mm -hmm. I'm thinking about what you're saying. And, you know, naturally, like what you're saying, I, I've seen it with my wife and I where, say, with my year and a half old daughter, she keeps me up throughout the night, this and that. And I just between her, my son, all this, I get maybe two or three hours of sleep at night. I'm cranky, which yeah. oh, when you're yeah. cranky and tired, it's. It's hard. At, during the workday, you're sitting there going, okay, I'm tired, no big deal. But by the end of the night, you have the kids. The bags under your eyes are just so so big that yeah. literally you could shove groceries in them. Uh, so, I mean, just like I've seen where, like, and not seen, I've dealt with it where I'm just tired and I, my wife says something and I just irrationally. Oh, because yeah. Us guys, we can be irrational too. There's, it's. Yeah, absolutely. And, I don't know who Andrew Tate is. I'll have to look him up. But yeah. the, he, the he, fact is, is women, <laughs> women are more emotional than men normally right. because yeah. that's just how men and women are made is right. they're the nurturers. Generally, they're the nurturers. Men are the gather, gatherers, the hunters, the protectors, right. things like that. But so let's let's look at this. You said you had to figure out how to calm yourself down take a deep breath, mm -hmm. whatever you have to do. What is it that you found to actually improve your way of doing that? Because most people mm -hmm. like I've, I've gotten to the point, like my wife, when we get into an argument because we're emotional, we'll start texting each other instead of actually talking so that we can, because when you're using tone, yeah, you, right. So what do you, Sometimes which I know that sounds stupid, you. but what do yeah. you do? If you're in a bad mood, your tone, no matter what, is going to be bad, even if you're saying I love you. You know what I mean? There's a difference between I love you, honey, and I love you. You know what I mean? Two <laughs> totally different things. Um, I mean, maybe they're the same words, and maybe, yes, you do love the person, but one clearly indicates that you're upset or mad. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, for, for me, um, it was a time thing. Um, one of them, obviously, for me, it was um starting to work out because that really really helped out you know what i mean um because obviously i lost probably like 40 or 50 pounds because after my military service i was just like you know i was just so emotionally depressed uh you know i just had a kid separated from the military had a ton of trouble getting a job and stuff like that um and then you know through ptsd and stuff like that and dealing with all that stuff um I'm a big advocate for avoiding medication at all costs. So right. I've tried to figure out ways to do it through me. Um, so all of those things combined put me in kind of a depressed 
and struggling state. So it was almost like how I'll always say, you know, my, my wife would, you know, she would get stressed and yell at something or be mad about something. And I would immediately yell back. So, uh, just, we, we went through a couple's therapy, um, only once. Uh, I mean, we did a few sessions, obviously. Um, right. and a lot of it actually opened my eyes and it was, it wasn't like they were like, well, how do you feel, honey? Well, how do you feel, honey? <laughs> It was, it was, um, you know, nobody's right, you know, but who's going to be the one to take the step back to realize what is happening. And my wife won't, she's a woman, you know I mean? She's, she's irrational, emotional and thinks she's always right. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm right in this situation, but I'm also the man. I need to take that step forward. I need to man up, you know, for lack of a better word, I need to sack up Mm -hmm. and, you know, take that step back, whether she's right or I'm right, I need to take the step back and not blow up when she blows up at me. And that was not an easy task. It was a matter of practice. Um, but uh, sleeping is definitely something you need to do. You need to catch up and <laughs> sleep. Very, very hard with children, especially if you have uh, rough children, and especially within the first Three years, I would say it's very tough because the first year your kid ain't going to sleep. It's just going to happen. You're not going to sleep. Right. You know, and as they get older, they're going to have teething issues and this and that, all these other issues. So sleeping is something you need to figure out a way to catch up on. You know, one of the best ways, I, you know, weird, uh, I used to leave work for work. I used to be like, oh, yeah, totally. I got to go to work. I would leave for work like an hour early and I would set an alarm. I would drive to the office and go sleep in the parking lot 45 minutes. Just, just to catch 45 minutes of snooze, you know what I mean? Just right. for the heck of it, you know, because it was uninterrupted. It wasn't that it was 45 minutes of sleep. It was uninterrupted sleep. Um, so that was one thing. And I didn't do that for me. I did that because I knew sleeping was messing with me because I was tired all the time. Um, the other one is, you know, physically fit and eating. I know we talk about this constantly, but those are right. real things. Well, They're very real things. Well, it's important um, to be fit. And yeah, being right. fit, being fit, like for me, like, one of the big things that I'm very focused on is mental fitness, mental agility, things like that, because I've no one in my family has ever been the athletic type. And I mean, I think I was on little league baseball for maybe a week or two when the coach says, how about you go find something else to do? So, I mean, so yeah, it's, it's just that kind of thing. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. a pic- there's a picture of me You're- in the baseball uniform, but that was short lived. Right. But I mean, we're not going to be Arnold, you know, Arnold Schwarzenheimer or nothing. You know, I mean, right. that, that would be cool, but yeah, yeah. But- I would say just, I mean, even running. Running is terrible. I never run. I don't run at all. It is mm-hmm. miserable, and my knees and hips can't handle it. I mean, yep. just a little bit, just something small, push-ups, whatever. Right. Know, take- and I agree with that. Being yeah. physically fit, being physically yeah. active. Like I, I constantly, for me right now, my big thing is I have two kids. So with the two kids, I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly active with them. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of it's also just you sit at a desk all day and get a push mower instead of a drive. Oh yeah, that's, that's I had I talked with a guy. He and I'm sure by this point people's listened to the other episodes, so they know I've ran an author podcast mm-hmm. before. I talked with a guy and he wrote a book that says basically discuss get off your butt. He used a different word other than butt, but yeah. get off your butt and 
mow the grass, which literally was talking about right now, people are just getting so lazy that they, they don't do things to be active. And with the modern technology, we're constantly on tablets, we're on phones, we're on all this stuff. And yeah, absolutely. It's so much easier just to say, you know, pull up your phone, de- do what's called dead scrolling. And yeah. by the time you're done, it's two hours in and. And you've pissed off everybody around you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's another thing that if you're not mentally there, right. if you're just if you're dead scrolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest. Like if I'm reading something on my phone and my wife's talking, I hear maybe I'm, yeah. 3% of what she says. And when yeah, she asks me a question, good. either I'll say, I'm sorry, honey, I didn't hear you. Or yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I do it all the time. It's so bad, but I I make a conscious effort to stop. That that's one thing that's big is like when I get home from work, I will for like my I have two phones. I have my work phone and my personal phone. My work phone goes in the bedroom. Uh, my personal phone, I'll I'll keep it kind of around, but I'll go put it on the kitchen counter. That way, it's not on me all the time because that that's a major issue. Is that people got to keep their phone on, even in the house? You're sitting at home, your phone's in your pocket. Like for what? You know, right. who's calling you? Um, so I go put it over on the counter. That way, if I'm gonna go and re- get it and read something, I, I gotta get up and go get it. Oh, understand. And you know, yeah. I'll I'll admit I'm bad about that. I have my phone on me when I'm sitting on the couch. It's in my pocket or it's on the stand next to the couch or what so have you and it's just me trying to work on, like, I need to work on one, having it not there with me. But you also have where you're doing something in, like, I know part of my excuses or reasoning is is that I'll sit there and look something up for my son when we're talking. And I'm, yeah. I'll admit, I'm nowhere perfect. I will have... I will have my son watching like a TV show on one of our old phones that we just, instead of trading it in, we kept it and it has like games on it. It has mm-hmm. like Starfall is a big thing on it or Prager U so he can watch Auto's Tales, things like that. Yeah. So, I've been trying to get my wife to do that. She refused it. She's like, I'm not paying money. Well, oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, Prager U is completely free. Oh really? Yeah, Prager U is completely free. There, they have a ton of kids stuff there. Yeah, that's what so I've I mean, there, there's arts and crafts. You can watch it on if you have a Roku, and I know it sounds okay. like I'm plugging them, but if you have a Roku, if you have a Android or a iPhone, you can get the yeah. app for free. So, and then so like Smart TV, can I get? I download it on the app. I think I would imagine okay. so. I mean, you would have that's to check, cool. but. I just know this because I have it on my my um, iPhones on the the old mm. iPhone that my son uses. I have it on our Roku, and I have it on mm. my Android tablet. And he loves the Autos Tales, and they also have like art, arts and crafts, and then they have stuff mm. throughout all sorts of age groups. So, cool. I mean, and the nice thing is, is there's Bible stories, there's American history stories. There's, I remember, American Indian stories and the story of William Tell, all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. So it's very educational. At least that's the auto's tale. So it's very educational. It's very safe in the fact of, you know, yeah, you don't have to worry about what your kid's watching or listening to. But 
I mean, we all have that problem where you've taken the steps to actually put your phone away to where, but you also yeah. said that by the end of the day, your family or you're probably watching a movie together or you're doing yeah. something like that. My, my kids are both at different levels, different ages. So yeah, trying to get something. To, yeah, yeah. So getting them to watch something that stays at their level. Yeah. My, my daughter's watching Cocomelon and watching mm. stuff that did ABCs while right. my son's watching stuff about sea creatures and insects and <laughs> great wilderness. So, yeah. I mean, obviously there's two different interests there. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, she, she'll watch a video while about something in the Chinese news or Chinese show. Where I don't understand a lick mm. of what's being said. And then <laughs> me, I I'll I'll read news or I'll listen mm -hmm. to a podcast and that's yeah. usually our end of the day. So the big yeah. TV, the main TV is the least used device in our house. That's ours too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, actually that's, that's one way uh, majorly that I, I go out of my way to support my wife um, through TV shows. It sounds weird and it sounds dumb, but you know, a man and a woman, for the most part, are not going to be involved or are going to be interested in the same stuff. Um, but so, like, my wife is interested in like, um, like the nonsense reality shows, like Big Brother and uh, what's the the challenge and all of those. And man, I the groom or something yeah. like that, or the relationship yeah. shows. Right. I cannot stand those shows. They are so dumb. <laughs> like, how can she not tell that all of those people are hired actors and they are paid extra money to act that way? That, you know, all of the stuff that they do and say is all written script. And she's like, oh, no, it's reality. It's there. It's all just how they are. Like, no, it's not. Give me it's a as break. much as reality as WWF or was. Right. It's so fake and she thinks it's so real and she loves it. But you know what? You know, uh, I'll watch like Big Brother with her and I'll actually pay attention. I'll actually get into the show and know what's going on and do all this stuff that way. When she wants to discuss it, you know, she's a stay at home mom. You know, mm -hmm. she doesn't really have any friends. She has a friend or two. Most of them work. You know, we're a very fortunate family that, you know, we're not everybody is. So right. some of the wives work or whatever, um, or they're busy with their kids. So she doesn't always get, you know, to spend time with other wives or moms and doing that stuff. Um, so I'm her friend, you know, right. and I'm always telling her, no, I, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to watch that stuff. Oh, that's dumb. I'm basically telling her she's dumb all the time. Right. And I mean, essentially, she's going to start to kind of get this negative feeling towards me, you know, which is in turn going to make negative feeling for me to her and just in turn cause issues. So there's got to be something if, if we are in a relationship together, we should also be friends, you know. Right. We should also well, enjoy yeah. each other's company. Yeah. Uh, aside from a sexual relationship, we should also enjoy each other's company um, right. and friendly wise. So that's one way I do it. You know, it's very helpful. And uh, I've noticed her mood is actually a lot better during those seasons when they come on. 
and mm-hmm. I sit and watch them and spend time with her. And you know, she and her, she gets happier towards me. Right. You know? Well, at least on my end, it's a bit of a difference. Like I said, we all have different right. different shows that we watch, and luckily. Right. Like when my wife and I do get to watch a show together, that's our show on the main TV. Mm. It we have similar interests, so like time periods, more of the mm. eighty or nineties shows, and yeah. we don't real for some reason we just don't get into the new. Well, I know why we don't get into most of the newer shows, but for <laughs> us, we like the older shows. We find yeah. the stories were written better. We right. find them more that's entertaining. Neat. Yeah, mm. even even the graphics. The graphics might be kind of cheesy, right. but yeah. I mean, like, look I like at watching it. Running Man with Arnold and stuff, and he's all, right. and he's chopping somebody with an axe. That's cool to me. And she's like, that's South Philly, or Billy Madison with his cheesy jokes. Like, that's hilarious <laughs> to me. You right. know, I'm over there cracking up, and she's like, this is terrible. Well, like, so I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> we we actually are starting to watch Highlander. I don't know if you remember yeah. that show, but yeah. like, <laughs> see, that was a perfect medium where it had the fighting. There was mm-hmm. good storytelling. There was, yeah. I mean, there was the romance. There was the the drama, the fighting, the action, yeah. and you could tell at least back then the writers cared enough to try to come up with stories. Yeah, Instead of, look, I watched this show last week. I'm going to fit everything that happened in that show in this show. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to fix what's, what I didn't like about it and make it a culturally modern appropriate. Yeah. 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 So, but like I said, for my wife and I, we don't really do the TV together thing because we all have yeah. our... But like one thing I found is I'll do the dishes. And then during the week when she doesn't work from home... I'll cook so that when she gets home, dinner's ready because I work from home. And then I try to take care of a lot of the stuff at home. And Mm -hmm. a big thing is, is like you said, getting enough sleep and having consistent sleep. And, you know, like my daughter, year and a half old, last night was probably the first night I actually had good sleep because she waited till 4.30 in the morning to wake up to have her little fits and all this. And I got sleep <laughs> from 11 to 4 or 11 to 4.30. Oh, and right. then I, uh, I know that was fantastic. I don't know what to do with all this energy. <laughs> exactly. And that was the funny thing is like at first I'm tired trying to get her back to sleep and all this. By the time right. I got her back to sleep, I'm laying in bed going, should I just get a shower? It's six thirty. It's six o'clock. And then my wife yeah. rolls over and goes, well, just sleep a little bit more. I'm like, so I, laid there and then you kind of drift back off but yeah i'm sitting there and i actually have more energy today i feel more alive and i've thought about it is is like you said the sleep is important but for me it's doing doing the dishes doing cooking my wife has her things where she vacuums the the floors Mm -hmm. she takes care of the fishes and the hermit crabs and then we rotate on who cleans the kitty litter because you know, everybody wants to turn cleaning poop. So, <laughs> I, I mean, in Absolutely. all in all truth, we found kind of our support is we said who's who does what, and yeah. if it's one of us is having a bad day, one of us yeah. can help out. Saying like, hey, if I if I load the dishwasher and I'm just having a bad day and I still have more dishes, or my wife knows I haven't gotten a whole lot of sleep, 
she does some yeah. of the dishes that are left in the sink that needs to be done in the morning so that yeah. I can give my rest or so. Or if she's sitting there having problems, I'll sit there and say, okay, well, let me let me work on this or let me take care of the kitty litter. Or I'll give both kids a bath, whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. we just kind of try to work together to balance it out, which it's, it's an important thing there because, like, I remember when my wife just had my daughter and we didn't, we didn't pay much attention to this when my wife had my son, because it seemed silly, but Mm -hmm. like when the postpartum depression, things like that, they, when my wife had my daughter, my wife was asked about it religiously by doc, every doctor, even when we went in for my daughter's checked up, the doctor would Mm -hmm. ask me if my wife is showing these depression symptoms and things like that and sure when my daughter was born is when i at that time is when i started working from home so Mm -hmm. i was able to help my wife so she didn't have the stress she didn't feel overwhelmed things like that and mind you i was still trying to work and get back into understanding what i needed to do from the working from home aspect but i mean it's just one of those things of she had it better this time around with my daughter and she's even we made jokes about it because she's like she's like what do they think i'm gonna do fly off the handle she, and now <laughs> i'm more worried about her flying off the handle being crazy now than when my daughter was born just because now we have like tons of stress and this is another reason that as mm-hmm. a man you need to make sure you're pulling your weight and not just sitting mm-hmm. on the couch and whatever is like before we started re- recording you and i was talking and i was telling you about my son he we were going through a program for homeschooling he was in it for two weeks and literally the owner of the place is talking about not talking she kicked my son out via email trying to hold our money hostage and then and then saying oh well as soon as we started fighting back we started pointing out issues that that she had and all these different factors then she started yeah. trying to call my son special needs. Now, mind you, my son is a very active, stubborn five-year-old boy. Yeah. And he's everybody that's dealt with him has flat out said he's probably going to be one of the smartest people you ever meet because... Yeah. He's just active. Oh, yeah. He's just active. And he yeah. likes to play. And if he's bored, if you're not interesting him, like mm-hmm. I've, I've seen him go from interacting with somebody because they're talking about something or doing something he enjoys to then yeah. turning around and saying, not even saying anything, just act like they don't exist because they bore him. Right. Yeah. I'll admit, he's not socially appropriate because he ignores people when he's bored with them. That, but that's a five-year-old though. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> I do that sometimes where yeah. if somebody comes up and they're talking about a topic and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'll walk yeah. away. Have you I, ever have you ever seen uh, or heard uh, Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You ever listen to any of his his stuff? I've listened to a bit of it here and there. So he makes a lot of good points that I've noted. I I like him. I listen to a lot of his stuff. I mean, he's a Canadian, but you know, right. he's not American. <laughs> we can American forgive him for that. <laughs> yeah, we can forgive him for not being American. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's pretty cool. I like a lot of his stuff. And one one of the things he was saying, he was talking about boys, 
um, bo- you know, the school system isn't designed, you know, to, you know, accommodate a- active children, you know, or oh. children in general. We sit these kids down in front of all this information and tell them they need to behave, be quiet and absorb this information. And none of it's real when a boy should be out, you know, you know, yeah, they need to learn math and science and English and all this other stuff, you know, but they also need to not be bringing home homework constantly. You know, they don't need, they don't need to be 12 years old and in seventh grade and bringing home four hours of math homework. All of it needs to be dealt with in school. And in school, there needs to be fun things to do during the day as well. That's physically active. And then when they get home, they need to be out screwing around doing stuff. You know, they they Mm -hmm. need to be wasting their wasting their energy to a point of almost exhaustion. You know, as a child, you know, it's a child. Their their energy levels is 10 times you and I. So they need to waste it. And when when you lock them in place, what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? Add on to that. I listened to, um, there was an episode that Mike Rowe, I don't know if you know who he is, yeah, but awesome. the dirty job guy, he does <laughs> voice for <laughs> Deadliest Catch. He has a, like a huge list of things he's done. But yeah, he has he's like, cool. I started listening to his podcast when it was like 10 minutes long, and now he does like hour and a half interview. Mm-hmm. And some of them I listen to, some of them I'm like, okay, I don't care. But there was this one on, and I can't remember who he was talking to. But he meant they were talking about how the trades are diminishing because mm-hmm. in schools now they took took out shop, they took out all the stuff. Yep. And if you look at who's teaching in schools, you have very few men that are teaching in schools. Right. And the men that are teaching in school are not really manly men most yeah. times. So right. yeah. what you're doing is you're and now what the schools are doing is they're intentionally telling boys that they're bad because they're boys while while girls are being told they're good because they're girls and all this and they don't teach like how to work with your hands they don't teach how to be creative to figure out a physical solution it's all it's all okay here's the paper and you look at the the mentality that people have for the jobs they do and Mm -hmm. the type of people that do it now don't get me wrong you have women in construction i've been one way or another (laughs) oh yeah it's very small but i've been doing construction construction one way or another for most of my adult life and it's just Mm -hmm. just the fact of um you have more men do construction because for men there's a lot of stuff that requires heavy lifting requires it's a natural attraction to it it is what it is and men like most times most men that are at least have a healthy testosterone will want to do something physical want to do something active and Mm -hmm. you know i worked for a glass company and we did glass for offices and businesses and what so have you so like you're glass partitions or your glass dividers whatever it would be the thick stuff not the stuff in your windows but one thing i found was while i was working with them when i first started i realized i was out of shape because we got glass deliveries and we had to unload the office people had to unload the glass 
because our guys were out in the field working from four, five in the morning, and right. they they would work ten hours a day. So when we got glass, it was just the office people, right. and I actually enjoyed getting deliveries. I would moan, groan, yeah. and spit about. You have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to get right. out, do this stuff because I have all this work to do. But I actually yeah. found like I had more strength. My back was feeling better because I'd constantly be lifting. And, you know, right. you get used to not doing the heavy lifting, the manual labor, seeing right. seeing something fruitful. And they don't teach boys that nowadays. It's right. they're trying to teach from a woman's mentality, a, a woman's perspective. And yeah. You don't it's, have. It's unfortunate. It's kind of a. It's. I mean, it's a touchy top topic. You know. What I mean, right. it's hard to say that stuff because then. I mean, a lot of people are going to take it as we're saying women are bad or, or blah blah. But it's not. Not even the case. Oh, but no. the problem women. is they're teaching. Yeah, they're teaching girls to be women, and they're teaching boys to be women. Women. That, right. That's an issue. Oh, exactly. That's, and yeah. they don't. You can't have a sissy man that's like a hundred pounds, and you know. Uh, you know the one of those what do you call them trans flags on his wall teaching a boy yeah to, you how know, to be, be a, a girl. yeah yeah it right. doesn't happen and yeah they're gonna follow what you tell them especially what adults tell them influential adults and influential adults are their teachers right and if their teachers you know a boy is being taught by either a woman all female type stuff or that his attitude or his aggressiveness is incorrect or bad then he's going to tone it down and less all that stuff and then if he gets a, a you know a gay teacher that's also teaching that he sees a man that way and he says okay that's how i should be you right. know so and that's that's an issue oh i absolutely agree and i mean like i mm. want my son to be i want my son to be a man i want him to know right. hey you use your strength you protect yeah. the weaker you protect women you pro right. you you're there you're there to be the good for what what is in the world and right. stand up against yeah, what's wrong you use up upstairs but you also need to use your body as well the right. man exactly and that's the problem is like one thing i'm planning is once he gets old enough is to in the backyard throw a bunch of wood down a hammer a nail and a handsaw and say, say, okay, start cutting, design something, build, mm -hmm. build this or build that or, yeah. build, build a woodshed for me, something. Mm -hmm. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to say let's start building and add on an addition to the house, mm -hmm. but right, I'll, yeah, build something, dog, yeah, yeah, like I'll show them, hey, let let's change a tire, let's do these right. things, and mind you, I'm going to teach my daughter how to do some of these things as well, just because I want mm -hmm. her to think about it yeah. in that sense right. or at least know if somebody's doing something right or wrong but generally it's because i want her to be able to see like if somebody's going to say oh well yeah you, mm. you just do this i want her to have the concept of well plus if she sees a man doing something women are going yeah. to generally go for the type of men that she sees as role models and yeah. and that goes back to the if you have a gay guy teaching and that's the role model she sees as men yeah. and so she's yeah and the parents aren't do, doing the the support then yeah that's what they're going to go for so i mean you have you have the whole thing of families yeah. just signing off 
other people teaching what's mm-hmm. supposed to be important. Right. My wife was telling me she talked to a friend and they were talking about how hard it is to homeschool and why it's not a good thing to do. And then talked about how they send their kids to public school and they their kids learn religion because they send them to um, Sunday school. And I'm sitting yeah. there thinking, well, it doesn't sound like you're trying to teach your kids anything. And they might be doing it. I, they just didn't tell my wife about it. or But from right. first hearing it, it sounds like you're just mm-hmm. passing everything off to somebody else to do. Right. And don't get me wrong, I use other people to help me teach the things I want to teach. And right. I encourage, okay, if you can teach them this, then I'm okay with that. But I'm also right. watching what's being taught. Right. I'm making the efforts to say, okay, these are what we do. I read Bible, Bible stories to my son. Yeah. I make sure he knows our values, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, taking that effort, one, helps strengthen the family, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and it builds with my my theory is is building a family that has all the same values traditions all the mm-hmm. same outlook in life that we want better so i, I want my kids to think for themselves question right. things and then if they think i'm wrong about something i want them to go out and find the answer and come back and debate it with mm-hmm. that's my intention of teaching my children the way i'm planning on doing so mm-hmm. But I also believe that that is going to be more stable for the family because one Mm -hmm. is if we all have that common core system, then we're going to support each other. We're Mm -hmm. going to be there for each other. And like we talked about before, my wife Mm -hmm. being Chinese, me being from Ohio in the sticks where we come from completely different backgrounds over over the time that we've been married close to a decade now it's been just us kind of molding our beliefs together figuring out what we agree with and what we don't there's still topics we don't agree with yeah it's gonna happen you know that's normal so but yeah i i i agree with you on that that's to me that was that was one of the things that i was uh reading about last night um and that that's actually something that i do uh, big time for for like supporting my wife and supporting the family um sitting down with her and working together to get our same core values and goals on parenting um discipline you know uh, eating you know physical fitness what they need to learn at school um basic religion all of these things and it, one of the things even is political politics you know i mean I, i'm not right. trying to tell them that they shouldn't be voting for joe biden you know vote <laughs> donald trump you know i'm not telling right. her that in politics but i i you know it and she's only four so i'm obviously not going to teach her anything <laughs> today you know right but as she gets a little bit older you know she she does need to learn simple things such as when when you feed a stray cat that stray cat's going to consistently come back asking for that food. And eventually, mm-hmm. after three or four times, that stray cat's going to now expect the food. And mm-hmm. then five or six, ten times down the road, when you don't give that cat food, it's going to get violent. And it's yeah. going to attack you because you didn't give it food. So mm-hmm. th- these are general political concepts that she needs to be able to understand. 
and uh, that that this you know if you want something you need to work for it, stuff like that. So being on this same goal level with my wife um, is very important in support. You know, being able to su- not only me support her but us support each other. Um, and then one of the other ways in, in that same concept, um, me being the man, I do need to take the lead um, and be the boss, you know, and show her and guide her and guide the family. But at the same time, I do need to support her ideas. If her idea is mildly different than mine or even completely different, maybe we can set that idea aside, establish everything else, and then come back to that one in order to discuss it more in depth so we can be on the same page. Um, Because, I mean, if, if, I mean, if it's something so insane that it's a straight up no, then obviously you're the man. You need to guide and put your foot down. But if there's something, you know, something simple that they can, you know, you you think they can benefit from the idea of your mother, of their mother um, and your wife, then, you know, some things maybe she could take the lead on. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, oh, I, I think the gluten free is effing nonsense. I think gluten free stuff is effing nonsense. You know, <laughs> right throw up and eat some freaking pasta, you know, who cares, you know, sandwiches are delicious. I don't know anybody that doesn't like a sandwich, you know, but you know, she doesn't believe in complete gluten-free, but she tries to minimize eating gluten. And you know what? That's okay. Uh, You know, I support her decision and I do what I can, you know, I'll lessen how much gluten I eat so I can be part of the family and support her decision. So, And that makes sense. And, you know, whatever your dietary whatever is it's everybody but the fact is it's like you said it's you you have your beliefs about it but it's it's a small sacrifice to say and support her her decision yeah Yeah. so like my wife she she is a gluten free she just eats less right which you know it's not a bad thing to cut back on certain stuff and you know because like you they say you they say don't eat anything or do anything in excess and because once you do that it becomes gluttonous and yeah. <laughs> then then you have completely different consequences to deal with but you know we all have to just kind of there's that point you put your foot down and you say no this is what we're doing but yeah. there's also the fact of sitting there saying okay you have to know when the right time and you learn this between over time being in the relationship yeah, and with age, absolutely. because when I was younger and we probably have quite a few young dads listening to this. And when I was younger, probably in my twenties or something like that, paying attention. The only time I paid attention to somebody's whims, somebody's needs, things like that in your twenties. And when you're young, mm-hmm. you only have one thing you're looking for. And right. you, even if you're married and have kids, your mind is still focused on that one thing. Yes, right. you're, you're taking care of your kids, you're doing all these things, but you're still thinking about the hoo-hoo, let's have fun kind of thing. And right. when you get yeah. older, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, this will be fun, but first we have to address this. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to do that, but I'm too tired. I need to get this sleep so that our house is harmonious the next day. So, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's... There's all these things that as you age, you kind of realize that you have to kind of address more than your own whims. And, you know, as I as I got older and now married with kids, I've learned, okay, 
like my wife, when we first started, she wanted to put the kids in public, put my son in public school. And I knew, I knew we had a year when we, so I started this conversation a year prior because I said, no, I don't want public school. If we're going to put them in a school, let's look at the Christian or Catholic schools around the area. And so at first she was like, no, no, no. And eventually through discussions, through showing different facts, showing what's going on, because my wife, she's, she follows the news, but there, I kind of go down a deeper hole about and pay attention to things a whole lot more than she does. (laughs) So I know what you're talking about. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact it comes down to is I saw stuff like the, the transgender boy that raped the girl, two different girls here in Virginia. And, and the fact of all these different things that are going on with the, that whole movement. And I mean, okay, I understand you, if you want to pretend or say you're this or that, leave it away from from me and my family. Exactly. And that's kind of how I stick to it. But the thing is, is the public schools are not doing that. They're trying to push that on, on our kids. And finally, my wife said, okay, well, that's fine. Let's, let's look at private school. Well, I was already looking into private schools long before then. And I've already moved on to the homeschooling option in my yeah. mind. But when I mentioned it to my wife, she was against it. I'm like, okay. So I kept talking about mm-hmm. homeschooling. She got upset quite a few times about me bringing up homeschool. Yeah. And I knew she was, but I also knew if I just put the little bug in, I directed it the way that I felt it needed to be. I gave her the options, gave her these things. And, you know, we went and looked at private schools and we went to one private school that we really liked, but we just yeah. didn't feel that my son would thrive in it at that at this year because of their structure, their setup, how they have to have things done. Mm-hmm. My yeah. son just wouldn't be good with that structure quite yet. And we have this private school. It's a Christian private school. They seem mm-hmm. they seem to be doing very great, and their high what they're working to build for their high school program coming up sounds amazing so maybe mm. come high school if they're still not on that woke path that mm. we would send our son there to do some of the stuff that they're doing because yeah. at that point we've had him and he'll probably be testing out of a lot of stuff because, mm. but i mean there's a lot of nice things that we feel he would excel with that right. the the fact Seems is, like is, path is kind of the, the wokeness is kind of I feel like we're right at a peak right now. You know, it's like this. And right now we're at the very top of the peak. And it's almost a, about... I think we're at a plateau of it. So right. I think right now right. it it's hitting its math. We're at that right. top. We're at the top of the it's mountain. Not getting any worse. And it's not going down just yet. But we're like right at that point to where it's about to start. Because this, I mean, and good to me, good. You know, right. the MAGA... Um, ideology is taking precedence but if you know a lot of people look at it as some some crazy political nonsense but if you look into the maga everything's all about just being american yeah, yeah. traditional being american so you know Before i think it used as, to be called yeah, being conservative now it's right so yeah. no, i mean i think as it progresses a lot of this and it, it starts getting better um i think a lot of stuff 
uh, will start leveling off and people will, I think more and more people are starting to stand up to this trans ideology and not allowing it stay out of my family, out of my house. Right. So I think it work its way down. Hopefully. I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping so. I mean, so see, sorry. <laughs> when, on, and to address that view, I think we're at the plateau of it and we can either at the end of the plateau, I think if parents keep standing up against, not mm-hmm. just saying, okay, we don't like it and let the schools do whatever, but yeah. pull your kids out of school, put them in private school, put them in charter right. school, homeschool yeah. like I'm doing. I mean, you have to make the homeschool, don't get me wrong, you have to make sacrifice. You yeah. have, it, yeah. it can be very stressful. I mean, I would say connect with a homeschool community that's mildly local to where you're at. So that way the kid can get, if, if you're worried about the kid getting um, social interactions, connect with other homeschool parents in the local area. Exactly. Ten bucks is a bunch. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, there, I I interviewed a homeschooling author, which, as we progress, I'm going to try to get her on so we can discuss homeschooling mm-hmm. families, the benefits, and how some parents can utilize it for fathers to be actively teaching their kids, even if they're in public schools and such. But right. the fact is, is you have um you have all these different things and you get more interaction, but she made this comment to me about how once she started homeschooling and then found out like, because her and her husband had the same concern about socialization. And she Mm -hmm. says, now it's to the point of, they're saying, no, we cannot do this. You have too many social programs going on. You have too many appointments. You have to study your school. You have to do this class. You have to read. So, they're turning things down so that they can have time to actually do the schooling. Mm-hmm. So socialization's yeah. not an issue once you get into it. Right. And another another issue is is and it goes on building the family, but I've heard this before and it's stuck with me. It's it's not about the socialization or how much socialization you're getting. It's about who you're socializing with. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, my son, he's my son and daughter are they socialize with us. They socialize with the neighbors across the street. We yeah. we right now have a fantastic lady that is working as a nanny with my son, who he he socializes with them. And I think that's a big part of why when my son says something, it's not mm-hmm. just naive talk. He'll he'll think about what he's saying. He'll address it, and he says things that you would expect only to hear out of an adult's mouth because that's yeah. what he hears is adults talking. Right. So, that's how my daughter is. She's, yeah. so, she's so smart. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and being able to homeschool, I find, I feel lucky mm. for doing it. I feel yeah. stressed quite often. And <laughs> mind you, we're just at the beginning of this rodeo with it, but I feel once we get going, we'll have a better, it'll be an easier process, but yeah. It's just getting knocked things knocked out, kind of like this this company that is really putting the screws to us or trying to put the screws to us, kicking my son mm-hmm. out of their business program enrichment classes, whatever you want to call it, because yeah. he doesn't just sit and do he he's a smart boy. He doesn't care. And that's another challenge yeah. for my wife and I is dealing with a boy that is as smart as he is appearing to be because mm-hmm. he'll he'll negotiate and not just I want this. He'll sit there and go, well, can I have two? No. 
I deserve too. Why? Mm-hmm. And he'll give you reasons occasionally. Right. Sometimes if mm-hmm. he can't think of it, he'll just say, please, and try to be real cute and what so have you. But, I mean, he'll he'll actually try to negotiate with you one way or another for... Well, I'll be, I'll be good and eat all of my mashed potatoes if you let me have two of these. But that's what my daughter will do. I'll be like, you can't yeah. start negotiating with me. <laughs> Tell me you'll be good and eat your mashed potatoes if I allow you to have two. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just kind of that thing. And, like, I mean, overall, it it's one of those things that you do get more more out of a child when they're learning from their parents and they're interacting. And, you know, part of that is taking, taking turns. Like, my wife works on che- teaching our son and our daughter, and to a lesser extent, Chinese. And she works with him on his handwriting because... My handwriting is horrible, so yeah. it would be like the blind leading the blind on that. <laughs> but he does watch my handwriting because we're both lefty. So, right. but generally, like I'm, I'm working on teaching him how to use the computer so he can do his online classes. And yeah. we're my wife and I are with this whole adventure finding new ways to get the balance because once I got her on board with homeschooling because. Out of the one one private school that we liked, we went through like I and here in I'm in Northern Virginia and there's a litany of homeschool of private schools around here and right. the like we went to a Catholic school and they definitely didn't seem to have any Christian values to them in mm-hmm. any denomination or fraction faction of the Christian belief. We went to a very high-end just i don't think we could have sent both our kids to this private school no matter how much we made at this point you know what i mean and they even them you'd sit there and go okay well this is the school that the the richer people are sending their kids to and Mm -hmm. when we got to the library i said said so do i need to worry about books that my kid's going to find here and the lady giving the tour got upset with us and simply said well, we'll let the kids read whatever they find appropriate. And I'm like, well, I know what that means. You're going to try to teach my son to wear a dress and my daughter to be a boy. So, so we Well, you look at even the the elite schools are doing this, and you'd you'd wonder why are why is that happening? It shouldn't be happening. But so I mean, with that's kind of what led us. And everyone is going to have their own different views their own different journeys but that's what at least led my wife and i to where we're at now and we find that we're we've kind of meshed to the point that we can balance our work together to get what we need for our son's education get and prepare so once my daughter gets old enough she can have it plus i think and this is my opinion i think once you find that good balance and way to cooperate and work together and relieve your stress so you can be the strong man to help your wife so that she can Mm -hmm. handle her emotional stressors her emotional issues and not have it all about you but let her have her moments and focus once once you figure out the best ways of doing that no matter if you use any of the things that we've discussed here if you find your own route, whatever it is, I think 
once you do that, you'll start also having a better marriage, happier house. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's important for a happy family to, because yeah. like you said before, breaking that chain, that process, breaking that habit of what your family did versus, because you come from, you said a broken home, divorced mm-hmm. parents. My mom and biological dad were divorced and my mom met my stepdad and, you know, I could have chose to model my life after my biological father. I think if I would have done that, it would have been completely different than the situation I'm at now where I try to model after my stepdad, seeing how he dealt with stuff, Mm -hmm. where, yes, I get angry, don't get me wrong, I'll I'll fight. It's the guy's nature to stand up and fight, but I also found a way to take a breath, walk away, Mm -hmm. and then just text, because you can sit there and you read what you're about to send, and you're like, no, let's... Yeah. rewrite this yeah. and you calm down while doing it and you can think about what's saying so you don't burn bridges i mean i right. mind you my mom and stepdad didn't have text messaging when i was growing up but right. it's it's a work with what you have and yeah work with what you have and you figure out your ways what works for you and your family you know what i mean what what is the best ways to be able to communicate appropriately and not just immediately blow up at each other. You know what I mean? If right. she blows up at you, it's up to you to go and figure out what's the issue. Right. And even if you instantly react real quickly, taking that moment to say, wait a minute. Yeah. Sorry. I should not my have bad. done that. Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just step away. Let's do something. Yeah. So I do that all the time. And a lot of times, you know, I, I I'll even take the step back and I'll be like, look, I'm sorry for, the one for doing this or that the other you know and you know even though maybe in my head i'm sitting there going yeah i was wrong i was right you know she was the one that was being a jerk she needs to say sorry to me you know but at some point just you know be a man you know suck it up and just look sorry we had a fight you don't got to be like i'm sorry for doing this or that the other because maybe you weren't wrong just learn what to say sorry for you know, say, right. sorry, we had a fight. I wish we didn't fight. Right. Um, you know, let me, how I mean, can I support you to be better? That's all. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the smart things to try to do and is either look at what all was discussed or said in the argument and figure out what actually made sense, right. what actually can be used to help yeah. future discussions so mm-hmm. that you don't end up with the same argument yeah. and kind of go that route. I mean... Mm-hmm. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, us guys, when it comes to arguing, we remember what happened in the last six months. Women remember what happened in the last six decades. Right. Very so, detailed. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> so well, when we go to argue, we're going with what's recent. Right. And your wives are going to be coming back going, right. when we first started dating, you're like, yeah. well, that was, that was a decade ago. What what did What did I do when we were dating? Yeah. It wasn't bad enough you married me. Yeah. So, you got you got mustard on my shirt. Huh? I don't remember yeah. that. Exactly. But, I mean, it's one of those things. You, we have to, like you said, man up. We have to do what we need to do. And we need to do what's best for our families. Take those steps to develop and grow. Yeah. So, And, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. if it's exercising more, if it's doing something that gets your mind in the right place, yeah. Do it. Yeah, 
So, you know, ultimately it's just taking those initial steps, you know, um, I mean, it, even if it's something as simple as, you know, um, paying attention to all of the stuff that she does, you know, if she, you know, pay attention to all the chores that she does throughout the day, all the things that she does. Like my wife, as soon as she wakes up, she doesn't even make herself breakfast. The first thing that she does when she wakes up, um, she goes and unloads the dishwasher. It's the first thing she does. So what will I try to do? I'm not going to do it for her all the time. You know, right. there, there's my job and then there's her job, you know, right. but maybe last night, you know, last night we had a little bit of a, uh, tussie or whatever, or, or maybe she's stressed out about something else that's irrelevant to me. You know, one of the ways you can support her is, um, just, you know, maybe, secretly set like a little alarm in your head you know secretly set an alarm in your phone wake yourself up you know 30 minutes earlier than her um and go do her dishes for her so she can get up and not you know and then make her breakfast make some right. make some extra eggs or something just something something small or you know um I, I i know my wife does all of our laundry a lot you know and, and it it is mildly frustrating for her to have to sit there and get every single shirt, undo the shirt in out from being inside out into the right side in so she can be correct. You know what I mean? So, so she can put them in there and then she takes out my belt out of my pants and she remembers my wallet out of my pants or this or that. If she, if she can not have to deal with any of that stuff, you know, then it, it makes it 10 times easier for her. Or, you know, I'd snatch my socks off my feet. So she'll have to do one of these, you know, to get the sock out from right. You know, then it's better for her. So it it's better for me to make a serious conscious effort to do better those things for her. Undo the belt for her, um, uh, you know, inside out my shirt, you know, inside out my socks. Make sure everything's correct. So that way, when she goes to do laundry, it's just grab and throw, grab and throw, grab and throw. You know, I mean, it's easy for her. She don't got to worry about all that stuff. So those are simple things. And it's that takes paying attention to your wife, understanding that she does these things, because there's a lot of men that think that women must do these things. And right. you, you need to understand that she doesn't must need to do anything. She doesn't have to do anything. You right. know, she could leave if she wants to, you know, but yeah. she wants to do these things. And it's up to you to understand that she's doing these things for you. Well, I wouldn't say she wants to. I would, I would go, she knows it needs to be done, and she's willing to do it. She, I'll mind you, like... In order to keep the family together, these are things that need to be done. She right. wants to ensure the family's correct. Yes, right. Exactly. She's so doing them for you and the family. So I'll tell you, even yeah. the smallest thing of, like, for an example, telling your wife, thank you, or I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Like, if even when we order out, I'll say, honey, thank you for making the decision for suggesting mm -hmm. eating out or ordering out is yeah. a good idea. Thank you for that. Yeah. Or thank Make you for dinner. cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dinner for her, but she don't gotta. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it's even, even if you're not doing, because yeah, I can tell mm -hmm. you there's a lot of things I should do better, but at yeah. the time mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wrapped up in the family stuff, trying to get stuff done trying to deal with work whatever it is and by the end of the day you just like oh i should have done this or i should have done that yeah. or yeah, you're, and you know just taking a second and saying thank you or whatever it is yeah it's amazing yeah. how much further that goes yeah yeah absolutely one, one time i actually 
um, just outside the office here, there's a couple of like rose bushes and stuff. Right. You know, so I didn't go out of my way to go buy my wife this or that or the other. But, you know, I, I got a pair of scissors and I went out there, you know, I snipped like 10 of them off, um, you know, pretty good ones. And right. I went to the bathroom, got a bunch of paper towels, wet them, wrapped them up, got a rubber band, tied them up. And I brought them home for her one day just for no reason. There was no reason just to be like, you know what, you know, you, you do a lot of stuff for me. Thank you. Right. No. And I mean, Something that simple. makes sense. See, my wife would be upset if I did that, considering it'd be from her rose bush. <laughs> but generally, yeah. but generally, yeah, doing the little things, even if it's like she really loved when, like my son grabbed a bunch of flowers from the yard that, because mm. none of us guys like dandelions in our yard. So my son picked some dandelions and gave them to my wife and she found that very cute and I mean, yeah. so yeah, it's the little little gestures that mean a whole lot. So, yeah, little thank yous, even though it's not much. It's at least you know she knows you appreciate her. Exactly. So let's do this. Let's wrap this up so that we ha because we can easily keep going on this topic, right. all the little yeah. things. And I mean, as long as and this is my viewpoint before we say goodbye and all this is generally as long as you're doing what you can, you're taking care of yourself so that you can help take care of your wife those right. are those are the key factors and sure. i think there's going to be obviously a lot of things that we're going to relate to that through are going to be themes throughout all of our episodes taking care mm -hmm. of yourself is big mentally for me mm -hmm. for you you keep bringing up working out which is something we all should do and i yeah. know i i've gotten real bad about doing that my exercise bike right behind me I wiped off yeah. the dust that it collected the other day. So I've only recently got into like working out within, I mean, I've worked out my whole life, right. but you know, the last like five or six years have been real bad for me. So it, I've only recently got back into working out. So that's what it's, it's within the last year. So that and I just, I've noticed how much it's helped. Oh yeah. I, there was a while there that when I worked at a company that, had a gym in the building i would go mm -hmm. at my lunches and yeah. i could see how much it helped and like i said the glass company lifting those glass because each glass yeah. panel was a couple hundred pounds it's not these aren't tiny things right. You, right. you have you have half inch piece of glass tempered glass that's mm -hmm. eight foot by four foot yeah. i mean <laughs> it, it takes two strong guys to lift that up and move it without killing themselves mm -hmm. yeah. but Let's do this. Let, yeah. Let's save some of our conversations for the next episode. I'd like Sounds to remind good. people before we say goodbye to go to our website, callwithdads.com. There you can find information about me, information about Mr. Pancake. You can find the links to a lot of the places to find our audio. You can even find us on YouTube, which is just general videos that I've royalty-free videos that I've thrown on there and said, here, listen. And as time progresses, I'll try to make it look nicer. But if you want to just go to YouTube and have the video on, have it on while you're doing something, you can do that. So I mean, we're we're in a lot of places for people to find us. So yeah. I know I'm on True Social, Twitter. Really, those are the two that I tend to be on. It you you're on True Social, seen you on Twitter. Uh, we're both on LinkedIn. Yeah. And 
where else can people find you? I know you're running, you're getting something I, set up yeah. for Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I, Pancakes with your dad has a Facebook. Um, I know you have EA Mannered has a Facebook. Um, I've, oh, yeah, I've, been, <laughs> I've been actively trying to get um, call with dads, uh, Facebook. I've created uh, a Facebook page. Um, on that was connected to the pancakes with your dad page and it just would not work so i had to delete it i've created a uh, profile for us so i can use the profile to create a page and it just did not work so i had to delete it um i will figure it out and i will get uh, a facebook page eventually i'm just working on it <laughs> the facebook seems to be a little bit more uh, testy than twitter and truth and uh where else do we have it linkedin YouTube, linkedin linkedin yeah. youtube so, so so linkedin most of the things that's going to be posted on linkedin is going to be through my publishing company gremlin publishing so you can find find information there as well but the one thing also to let people know about is on true social we manage a fatherhood support group where yeah. it's all about fathers getting out the information venting putting out stuff to support each other, things like that, even occasionally jokes and what so have you. So, I mean... And no, it's not a support group like uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> not like that type of support group. No. Like it's like, just overall just dads being dads. Exactly. Like I said, <laughs> jokes. We're basically there to either blow off steam, ask questions, and have yeah. a have a community of fathers that can help you grow, make you feel like you can understand and have a community. And it's, yeah. it's big enough. You have plenty of people that's going to be there to see, talk to and listen, but mm. it's small enough that you're not getting overwhelmed by everything as well. Yeah. So as we're growing, I think it's a good place. If you want to reach out and talk with us, you have plenty of places. Like I said, our website callwithdads.com, which are the links in the show notes. You can go there and just learn more about us and reach out to us there, leave a voicemail, whatever you choose to do. So, yeah, with that, I yeah. think we should just say goodbye and then All right. call it a day. Cool, cool. All right. All right, bye. bye.